and welcome to Game and Watch, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we have been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the 1990-1992 1992 platformer developed and published by Sega for the Sega Genesis. You could barely contain your excitement. Uh, I didn't even know what year I was talking about. <laughs> you yeah. think you just had an out of body experience? I had a stroke. Right. Yeah, a couple yeah. thousand years into the future, 1990, 92. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, um, if you're hearing another voice, it's a familiar voice. Have, a familiar voice. We have a, a special guest. Yeah, we've got Dondo here. Thank you for joining us. Um, to, this is your first non-draft episode, right? Yes, I'm very excited to be here with you guys. Um, it does me well to discuss this game with you, so it will yeah. it will be a good time. We are happy yeah. to have you. As both of you know, I've I've got some I've got some takes, and you're just gonna have to hear about them. <laughs> if we were to like assign them a temperature, would they be hot takes or cold takes? They're gonna be hot takes. Well, no, actually, takes. you know what? They're not because that implies that I'm deviating massively from the general public, and I have and my theory that I'll just preview right now is that the Sonic fandom at large has deluded themselves into thinking that there exists a Sonic game that is like an above an eight out of 10. Wow. Okay. Wow. Coming in. That is, that's a spicy take. Yeah. I don't think there's any, there's no such thing as an above eight out of 10 Sonic game. And there never was a hot take. That is, that is a lava hot take. It's a it's a something that it's something that's been like bred from the from nostalgia that I just it, it just it's not a series that I think will ever be able. It's it's just nature is not doesn't lend itself to a game that could be designed well enough to get a nine or a, t- a ten out of ten. And I'll, well, I'll talk a little bit more about that. I just think Sonic is impossible to pull off perfectly. I mean, speaking of nostalgia, why don't you give us a little bit of your kind of history with the series and maybe with Sonic 2? Sure. So I, I've i been I never had a Genesis, but I've been I've played Sonic games since I was like five or six. Um, I knew people who had Sega Genesis and like relatives and such. And I I, I played it. I, honestly, I, I, I played Sonic probably before I ever played Super Mario World, actually. Um, Sonic 1. I don't remember about if I had played Sonic 2 before like that early, but I definitely played at least Sonic one. And I thought they were the hardest fucking games I've ever played in my life. Like, (laughs) and I played like some Atari games that were really hard, like uh, as I was growing up too. And um, it like, I finally, when I got like the hang of it, um, I definitely enjoyed them more. And I have kind of come like to a point now where I doesn't, it doesn't really matter when I'm doing well at a Sonic game, I don't, and I, I shouldn't generalize that much because I think there are a couple exceptions. Really, the main one is um, Sonic Adventure 2, which I think is like the only 8 out of 10 Sonic game for me. Um, Adventure 1 is probably like a 7, and I think a couple of the others are sitting at 7s as well, but and the rest are just like way lower. And I was telling Donald before we started recording, like I have, I will admit, like I have not played many of the 3D Sonic games, but I've played, I think, all of the 2D ones that weren't for the DS. I think I played all the Game Boy Advance ones, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I have a lot of experience with the series. It's just never, I've never had the 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 kind of nostalgia for Sonic um, that a lot of other people do. 
Fair enough. Um, how many hundreds of hours have you logged in Shadow the Hedgehog, though? <laughs> Never played Shadow the Hedgehog. I mean, I watched uh, I watched a friend of mine uh, play like all of the uh, 2000s era Sonic games, like Sonic 06 and Shadow oh, the Hedgehog. And that's, my that's God, what pieces of shit those games are. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, um, it makes Sonic Adventure look like a masterpiece, which, which it's not. <laughs> I was just well a debatable. Uh, um, so Dondo, how about how about you moving right along? <laughs> I mean, I will not be uh, silenced. Dondo, yes, um, please tell us. I um so I, I cannot understate um just like the the general importance that this overall franchise has to me, like as a fan. I think uh, nostalgia and even for the franchise outside of the gaming, when it comes to like the original anime back in the day, the TV shows, um, the comics, um, like I truly like grew up a fan of Sonic um, and like, and all the characters and so much of like what was taking place, like inside of all these different stories or whatever version um, of his story that they were telling. Um, they are definitely the games that were played the most in my household when we were kids. Um, it's but like, if you go back to my parents' house, there's still probably like a Sonic poster and a, a couple of Sonic stuffed animals in my like little sister's bedroom from growing up. So like um, as a franchise, I, I feel like it's definitely one that has always really connected with me um, at, as a gaming franchise specifically. Um, I think there are, a few games that that are definitely higher than than an eight. <laughs> I would disagree with James, but at the and obviously it's a very controversial franchise, right? It, it is very diluted with poor quality, but I think at its peak, especially when you look at it in context of other mascot platformers from the time, there is definitely no other franchise as cool as Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, while it doesn't always gameplay wise play as good as some of the other ones. Um, I will I'll say that it is pretty consistently fun and pretty banging music and like just overall cool franchise. So I'm glad you said you brought up like the the TV show, too, because I, I didn't I meant to distinguish kind of the gaming from the general like Sonic lore. Like, I think the lore of Sonic is awesome and always has been. Uh, and so it makes it extra frustrating to me when my enjoyment of like that can't like it doesn't align with my enjoyment of the games i mean he's just to me just like embodies everything about like growing up as like a 90s kid would be right like yeah he's just he's this like spunky kind of like aloof like attitude area era mascot where he's like trash talking um but at the same time like you can put him on tv like i sent jimmy a clip of him basically uh <laughs> of a psa of him like teaching kids like to find an adult if somebody is threatening to sexually harass them. So like that, that is like, that is like how big like Sonic had got as a franchise in like in, in our culture, as far as like when we were kids. So like, um, I don't think that could be understated. And I think a lot of that started with this game with Sonic too. So I, I really think that it cemented the franchise as like one of the, if not it, I would say, one of the greatest mascot platformers in a time which we could talk about a little bit later, but in a time when like the console wars were a thing, like yeah. they were 
going like very openly going back and forth at each other um, on advertising and, and in the media. And like Sonic was the, you know, center, like focal point of a lot of that. So it's very interesting. Yeah, a lot of the the Gen Zers don't understand that the UN had to step in during the console (laughs) wars to really cool things down. Otherwise, the world would have gotten out of hand as we know it. Yeah, they they don't know know who Joe. They don't know who Joe Lieberman is. No, they don't. (laughs) But but the UN did step in and say, Sega, you are not allowed to make consoles anymore. They should have been. That was the end. (laughs) Sega just had to shrug. And And then somebody, I would actually this is this will be my fan fiction. It's just a meta fan fiction. I want like somebody having done inception to the heads of microsoft to get them to enter the console market like around the time that sega gets out of it like it's, this was all <laughs> orchestrated by the un <laughs> it was, it was all who was in charge of the un in the 90s do we know <laughs> well i mean probably some underground uh, organization called the patriots Oh, um, run, yeah, run, run by Joe Lieberman, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and segueing from that to my experience with Sonic 2, uh, um, I had a Genesis growing up. We had a regular Nintendo. We did not have a Super Nintendo. We had a Genesis and then we had a PlayStation 1. So uh, I got Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic Spinball. Um, I was very baited by Sonic Spinball. I thought it was going to be a regular Sonic game. I got it for Christmas and was devastated when I found out that it was a really shitty pinball simulator. (laughs) Um, But I played Sonic 2 ad nauseum as a kid. It was one of the few games besides um, original Mario and original Mega Man that I could consistently get to some of the last levels of. Um, I don't think I ever successfully got all the Chaos Emeralds until I became an adult uh, and went back and did that. But I played Sonic 2 and Sonic 1 and 3 kind of like crazy. I did not have Sonic and Knuckles, um, unfortunately, uh, but I have since played that quite a bit as an adult. But huge Sonic head since I was a little kid. Dondo said it best with his attitude and his design and kind of all the things he was doing at that that time. Um, he was very 90s, um, although I will say he has some Gen Z vibes because he does care about the environment and a baby boomer is like destroying the planet and taking it away from him true so i I do i do get that or maybe it's just millennial vibes he's he's like this really (laughs) cool like blend of like or like those the tv show is a really cool blend of like the attitude of teenage mutant ninja turtles the like the original show with like the with like the sass of spider-man of peter parker spider-man that's giving him a lot of sass points that I don't know that he necessarily earned. I mean, it's but... not it's not quite the same level as Peter Parker, but it's like and the the TV show, um, not the not the like kind of slapstick. Um, I, I don't remember the actual names of them anymore, but not the slapstick like funny cartoony one, but the other TV show where he Looks is like actually like. A, where he no, he's a he's a freedom fire, and the princess Sally um is oh. like his be- his best friend. That that show's dark, man. I mean, that, that show got dark a lot. Like his his a lot of his friends were getting transformed into badniks, and like it, it, honestly, like if you go back and watch that, um, it's it's pretty ahead of his time as far as like what storytelling was doing for like kids at that time mm-hmm. and cartoons, just like normal cartoons on TV. So. Mm-hmm. I strangely remember not being into the show very much, either of the shows of the two that we mentioned, um, and really only liking the games. I don't know why, but that was just kind of my arc with it. Hmm. Did you ever see the old uh, like anime 
the one that came out like right after Sonic CD. The the FM or not FMV. Um the God, what are they called? They're like 45 minute specials. O- OVAs. OVAs. Yeah. yeah. Um I've seen clips of it. Yeah, it's pretty it's I mean it's pretty like 90s campy when you watch it now, but like it's pretty it's pretty awesome, honestly. So go back and check it out. What I'll is have to check that out? And I sorry, just really it's quickly, okay. I did read a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog comics in the 90s. Did you guys read the comics? Uh I remember i don't know did you have any dondo i i didn't get them of my own volition i think a friend of mine at school like showed them to me and you were you were i played your sonic game gear i thought maybe you might have been the one to show me the comics but maybe it was someone i I easily could have because i think i have a hundreds of sonic love the archie sonic comics which actually like i think the the show i was talking about with him and princess sally is actually based off those archie comics so Uh, um so i think there there's like a parallel there now but the comics yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I, go ahead, Aaron. I was just gonna say I think that Archie comic line is still going to this day of wow. Sonic Comics. Yeah. Wow. I I want to know both of your journeys with this specific game. Um, and I, you guys kind of touched on it, but the reason I want to know is because like my mine own in particular, I had just been kind of saying for years that this was the best 2D Sonic game. And I and every time or the last two times I played it, I think I played it twice in the last like couple years. I no longer think that uh, I would definitely say Sonic three and knuckles is the best 2d Sonic game. And I actually think probably Sonic mania is the second best. And this was, this would be my number th- three because the things that have always annoyed me about this game kind of like really were front and center to me this time. Um, but like, do you guys, where does this game rank amongst your favorite 2d Sonic games? Um, I'll start. I always um, kind of, didn't understand the the debate between Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 because growing up I felt that Sonic 3 was so clearly superior and even without the Sonic and Knuckles kind of expansion to it I just like the more expansive levels I like the level concepts I like the elemental powers all those things but as I've gotten older and especially for this past playthrough um, for the, the episode I noticed that um, in Sonic 2 the levels are so kind of tight and speed oriented in a way that the levels in three are not necessarily three has more, um, like I said, broadness to the level design and verticality. Whereas uh, two felt kind of, kind of scrunched in and kind of felt like I was being shot along on a track more. Um, so in terms of pure speed, I feel that two is one of the faster Sonics. Um, I'd have to go back and kind of replay mania again to get a feel for it, but that's just kind of my off the cuff observation. What do you think Dondo? I, th- I think if I'm looking at it objectively, I think the best 2D Sonic is probably Sonic Mania. Um, I think my favorite 2D Sonic is Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles. Um, but Sonic 2 is like right there with it. Um, I think as far as like comparing the two, um, I think I think I agree. I think Sonic 2 is just overall faster and there just seems like at least to me, at least in Sonic 2, just like less stuff in the way. So mm-hmm. like I, the, a lot of like we'll talk about later, a lot of the levels in Sonic 2 have very specific gimmicks to them that are unique to that level. Well, I think that is like off the chain in Sonic 3, where there's like a, all these different types of gimmicks in the levels. And there's a lot of like cool things that happen, but also kind of slows down your momentum. You're no longer just like racing through the level. Um and 
don't get me wrong. I, I, I love both of them, but I think like objectively the best one is probably Sonic Mania in my opinion. Listening to you guys talk about like the way the game moves, like your momentum and like losing speed and all that. It reminds me of a topic that I definitely wanted to bring up. And now is a good time to start talking about it. Is that with Sonic more than like, like it's a phenomenon I haven't experienced with like any other game franchise or game that I feel like I'm playing a completely different game than you guys. Like I'm not bad at Sonic. I'm not like amazing at it, but I find there to be a really like surprisingly like lack of speed in a lot of the Sonic games. And like when you, and there's, there's too many times where you're brought to a halt to do something stupid where I, I, and, and the, I think that the controls in Sonic are too slippery in, in this and in three. And like when you are not, when you have to backtrack and when you have to slow down and do stuff, do stuff, the game completely falls apart for me. When I, when, when Sonic sings like blazing speed, the level does design is, is as long as you don't do anything really out of the ordinary, the level design will like fling you where like it wants you to go for like some stretches getting rings jump like hitting good jumps like it keeps the level keeps you moving there's really good strategic placement and that's when sonic is like firing on all cylinders and it's amazing it doesn't happen enough though and if you do the slightest thing to deviate from sometimes where the level's guiding you it kills all the momentum it's just gone and it's just a slippery like mess to try to like regain that momentum and even like the Aaron will talk about like the the spin move like I I don't think that that really adds a whole lot it just gets you out of some really annoying jams so you're less annoyed I don't know like you guys talk about these games like they're just like these like the the, the time that when I'm talking about like how Sonic is like singing it sounds like it's happening for you guys like a lot more and I just don't I just don't see how that's possible. Like with the way the levels design, unless you've memorized the levels and maybe you guys have like, but I don't know how you guys can just keep momentum going. And, or if, and if you're not, are you not getting like super annoyed every time you have to like stop and do some platforming and just falling off platforms and shit? I think um, at least for me, I essentially play the Sonic games like they're time trials, right? Like I do memorize the levels. And I, I'm not a time trial person. I'm not a speed run person. I don't really watch speed runs unless it's for a game I'm highly interested in. And I don't really try speed runs. Um, Sonic, I guess, is the closest thing I get to that. I will memorize layouts of levels to kind of get that sensation of like flying through them and knowing exactly where to jump and knowing exactly where to duck and things like that. That is part of the thrill for me. I don't know about you, Dondo. Yeah, I, I think... The first time, which which could be argue, argued, this is probably a negative of level, of level design. Um, I think the first time you play through a lot of the levels in Sonic 2, especially because the levels are expanded in this game and the branch points um, are a little more extensive than in Sonic 1. Yeah. Um, the first time you play through, it is much slower. But if you if you play it enough times and you kind of memorize the level design you memorize the branch points to allow you to maintain that speed it's it's very rewarding like going back yeah. and making sure you you jump here because you want to hit this branch point instead of going down you're going up 
or you know if you go down you're gonna be stuck in some stupid rotating like block puzzle to go up a vertical hallway <laughs> for like for like three minutes right that nobody wants to do in a sonic game but you know like if playing a bunch of times you could avoid that if you choose a different branch point yeah um I, I mean to me that was always like a rewarding aspect of replaying these games especially with a game that's so extraordinarily short as sonic 2 i mean it, it to me was always redesigned it was always designed for you to play multiple times mm-hmm. and try to get better and better and better at these levels um and that's something i definitely appreciated when i replayed it as well recently so and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I get it like and, and i should have prefaced by saying that i this time in particular i purposely slowed down because i wanted to try to focus more on the level design and to poke holes in it like i also slowed down because i was i did all the chaos emeralds and i I used my god did i abuse rewind in the chaos (laughs) stages holy shit i i i had i was convinced that i had done it before when i was younger i'm not convinced of that anymore it's that that shit's hard (laughs) uh and i'm just like yeah i'm not convinced i did that um without rewind before but um I just I feel like you see more of the cracks when you slow down and like again like the the levels funneling you through like if you like hit it if you jump just slightly too early in one part it just it, it murders your momentum and it, it like not in a way where it's like oh like now you've learned and you can do it again better but it like it's, it's like hard to get it back like to re to regain any momentum in that level it's like you permanently slow the level down for yourself Every once in a while, there'll be like another stretch that you can kind of do something fast. But it, I feel like it's overly punishing for people that don't memorize. And I, I guess I, I kind of view that as a negative. There's there's kind of like this randomness to the level design, I feel. Like there's like the critical path that's for like blazing through the level. And everything that deviates from that is kind of a slog. Right. The, the greatest negative I've... And that I have ever agreed with people who play Sonic games, the one that I've agreed with people who are negative about the franchise in general, especially the early games in the, in the franchise, are for a game that rewards you for being fast, um, they put seemingly unfair traps like out of nowhere yeah. to, to stop you from going fast. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. I think Sonic 2 is a lot better than Sonic 1. Sonic 1 is like, there's like actually like unavoidable yeah. parts of that game that you literally cannot avoid if you're going fast or if you haven't played that level before like a million times. So, but I think that's valid. Yeah. And, and, and it's not even like some of the hazards I would say that like, I, as I played Sonic games over many, many years, like I don't get like, there's stuff that just doesn't fool me anymore. Like I just don't like every once in a while, like, cause you're just kind of, Sometimes the game gets a little unwieldy, like if you aren't memorizing the levels, but like I'm not like even dying to like spikes and stuff. It's just like it's just the amount of times where I have to stop and then try to time a jump to get on a small platform. But Sonic is like slipping all over the place and like it's really hard to like I just feel like that lit was just objectively not well designed. Well, if you've been playing it since you were four years old and that's what you were taught a video game was, then you would say it's really greatly designed. Uh, well. um, 
I, I will. I agree with that point. That is fair. I will say in terms of level design, I think the one thing that modern 2D Sonics have done to slightly like ameliorate that is putting those um, red star rings at different points in the level. Usually those reward you for taking different branching paths in more modern Sonic games. Not always. Yeah. But it's something it doesn't, you know, paper over the fact that that is kind of a problem, but it at least rewards kind of multiple playthroughs i mean in that sense sonic media is the best 2d sonic game because it, it does have the best level design of all of them i think where where i'm saying where i think the sonic 3 and knuckles is like my favorite is probably still the nostalgia factor of playing it as a kid but like sonic mania i think we might all be able to agree is just the objectively like best designed sonic 2d sonic game maybe maybe period i don't know I it's probably all of them it's probably the most conscientiously designed based on the history of the design of all these games. Yeah. Um, but we can, we can get to that. Yeah, we could get to that. That was a very long intro. Um, and I'm glad we did it because this is, because I'm never doing another Sonic game again. I'm just, <laughs> no, I, I will, I will, I will happily do one. I actually would like love to do like one of the Sonic adventures or one of the really shitty 3d Sonic games for fun. Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> the Were Hedgehog. Yeah, oh Were Hedgehog. The, the daytime levels in that one are pretty good, though. Uh, so it'll only be half shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Shall we talk about how we got here? Yeah. Well, how did we get here? Uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog 1 uh, was hugely successful. Um, however, Sega was not necessarily sold on a sequel. Um, so there's this kind of interesting situation going on. There was the Sega Technical Institute, which was a Sega-owned branch of Sega existing in America. Sega wanted them to develop more games in America and have this kind of elite studio that could combine philosophies from American and Japanese developers. They didn't believe that Sonic would make like a successful sequel. So instead of giving them the go-ahead like a year in advance, they held them back by three months and they gave them a nine-month development cycle to complete the entire game in time for Christmas 1992. Um, yeah. So when you talk about rush schedules, um, like Sonic 1 was just kind of a flat, you know, flash in the pan. Like it did really well. They weren't expecting it to. And then now they have this insane crunch for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, it's honestly the the development and history of this game is like really fascinating. Um I mean, obviously, Sonic was designed around this concept of needing a mascot to compete with Mario. Um, and Sega had the benefit of, I, I believe they had the first 16-bit console out on the market for any other consoles. So they they had uh, like a little bit of a head start and they really needed a game to like put them ahead in the, in the console wars. And then at the same time, after like this super successful Sonic 1 game, like the two guys who were responsible for it were, were Naka uh, Oshima um, and they hated each other allegedly. And I guess Naka mm -hmm. felt like he wasn't given enough credit for Sonic 1. And so he left Stega. And at that point in time, Mark Cerny of all people, who obviously is like one of the most influential people in um, in like modern gaming and he he's like he became like the like future president of sony like down the road and i mean he if you look up his what he's been involved with as far, as far as game wise like he's responsible for sony acquiring like sucker punch and and naughty dog and all them but like he's been like a huge influence on like 
establishing Japanese gaming in the American market. And so he became the head of SDI, like you said. Um, and it, it's really funny when you look back on it, um, because basically they gave Naka Sonic 2, and then they gave uh, Oshima Sonic CD. And so they went on, like these two rivals went on like these different like paths to make competing Sonic games that no one was really aware they were competing with each other. But like, but like within Sega, there was definitely like a Japanese Sonic team and like an American Sonic team, um, which is, and, and they all, both games started as one, one game, which is kind of crazy too. So um, it, it's very interesting looking back like um, on this time, like, uh, and like how this all started, especially bringing Japanese gaming to America. This game is huge. He also created Knack. So he hasn't he, he done direct, all good things. He, yeah, he dir- dir- directed director, director of Knack. Yeah. Um, the one greatest, thing I read about... Greatest console launch game in history. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I read about Naka is that he felt he was not paid um, or compensated appropriately for his work on Sonic 1. Um, so for Sonic 2, apparently they had to guarantee him more money. Which It sounds like hindsight. He probably was fine with it until it did really well. Well, yeah, I was like, apparently you didn't pay me enough. He secured himself more money for Sonic Two, and I say right. good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, you know, they started as one game, Sonic CD and Sonic Two. Like, um, that's why Sonic Two cut out like its time tribe like travel aspect of the game. Like, the game was supposed to revolve around time travel, um, but they had to cut all of that out because Sonic CD ended up being like the game that like Sega was going to allow to use time travel. So like, if I don't know if you guys remember C, uh, CD at all, but you basically will warp through time and within the same level. So like you'll go through portals and you'll go through the future and like the past version of the stages as you're running through them. So um, yeah, so it was kind of interesting. They were both making the same game competing with each other. Yeah, and I have a note about that uh, in here. So you can still see elements of the time travel plotline. So, for example, the dinosaurs and hilltop zone, that was supposed to be a level that took place in the past, hence the lava and dinosaurs. And then things like chemical uh, plant zone and casino night zone were supposed to take place in like a dark future. Mm. And the oil level two seems very yeah. Uh, future. Yep. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, a few things that they added to like kind of go all out on Sonic 2 as a sequel. Two things. The first one is they removed the cap that prevented players from running at Sonic's maximum speed. I don't know why they even put that cap in for Sonic 1, but yeah, yeah for Sonic 2, they eliminated that. Hmm. Um, and then the inclusion of the spin dash. So in Sonic 1, the only way that you could do a spinning dash was by running and building up momentum and pressing the down button. In Sonic 2 and onward, you can crouch first and tap uh, one of the buttons to build up momentum before shooting forward. Um, what do we think about the spin dash? Good. Spin dash rules. Yeah, it's not as good as the drop dash. I like the drop dash quite a bit. Drop dash is really cool in, yeah. in later in later um, you know installments, but spin dash is you know iconic. It's like one of it's one of his signature moves. I mean. It's even in Smash, right? So yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's definitely like just one of the more memorable things that Sonic can do. It's satisfying to pull off, especially when you have um, some lead up to it, and you can just shoot yourself along. Yep. 
Um, so the design team wanted a second playable character, um, and they were thinking specifically of siblings playing together. So Tails was developed. Miles, Tails, Prower. Um, what does that sound like, everyone? <laughs> I won't say it out loud. Yeah. There seems to be a speed themed in, in this franchise. Yeah, so. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go fast. Uh, go speaking fast. of fast, let's get a few more things through and then we'll get to our levels. Yeah. Um, so there is some cut content to this game, kind of famously. Um, there's an entire level that has made it back into some re-releases, both official and unofficial, and that is the Hidden Palace Zone. Um, have you guys played the Hidden Palace Zone in any re-releases? Yeah, they that was like early 2010s or something. I think I downloaded it for like my PlayStation or something like that. That version had another level that I don't remember seeing in this replay. Yeah. I think I played it on my iPhone of all places. I also um, played it on my iPhone. Or, or I played, I definitely played Sonic 2 on my iPhone at some point, but... I think that was one of the versions it got re Wasn't there also, there was like an eighth Chaos Emerald in the one I played too. I don't remember that. Yeah, the other difference between one and two is that in one, there were three acts per stage, whereas in two, it is trimmed down to two acts per stage, which I think helps the game generally with pacing. Except, except one of the but worst was, zones has three acts. That That is very true. <laughs> um, but I think that was also as a result of the uh, uh, kind of rushed like, schedule. They couldn't have just given one of the better zones three, three acts, but it have to be Metropolis zone. No, the cutting like the each zone to two acts is the best decision i like it basically allows you to have just enough amount of time with those two in those places without getting like overburdened and you're already sick of it yeah um yeah and it just makes the flow of the game so much better yeah we we should note uh that the reception for this game is pretty is pretty glowing marginal it's it's fine people like it fine i guess people like it fine <laughs> there are a lot of people there are a lot of people like me who would say this is like a solid seven out of ten like easy seven out of ten but maybe seven there... seven and a half if i'm feeling generous <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it's actually more of a seven, seven and a half to me but i genuinely don't know the answer to this question were there people like you in the early 90s though like when I this don't... game came out were, were there people like you who were like none of it like it just this, doesn't work this this well. game just doesn't work or i because I, I feel like the general opinion of this franchise up to this point is like we have a real competitor to mario we have like a like a true like mascot platformer that's fun to play and is like engaging with with audiences and i think people are overall pretty high on it back then well, and two, there was Maybe. nothing to compare it to besides itself, right? And this is unquestionably mm-hmm. better than Sonic 1 in, like, every oh, yeah. single way. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some design and gameplay elements. Uh, to start off the bat, uh, Sonic is a side-scroller. You go left to right. Um, kind of what differentiates Sonic from other platformers, 2D platformers, is that the top paths uh, are generally faster and more skill-based, while the bottom paths are generally slower. Do you find that to be true of Sonic, you two? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I I definitely feel like it is true, especially because if you mess up on the top paths, you'll end up on the bottom paths. And I think it's kind of like a, like a design reward system for if you stay 
on the elevated, more advanced path, you'll go faster. Well, but you have more terrible slowness, more water on the lower paths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, frequently water. Frequently yeah. water. God. Um, you collect rings, kind of like coins in Mario games, and 100 rings will give you one life. When you get hit, rings will scatter away from you. They kind of bounce off your body. Um, but you can get some back by running into them. Also important to note, let's say you have 250 rings. If you get hit by something, only about 20 rings are going to bounce off of you. The rest of those rings are kind of gone forever. Yep. Um, there are these TV boxes. They're supposed to be TV or computer monitors. As a little kid, I never really saw them as that. I don't know what I thought they were, but I didn't think of them as like TV monitors. I also didn't think that. But you know what's what has TV monitors? Gex. I thought you were going to say Persona 4. No, well, that too. But Gex actually has TV TV monitors that look like it. I'm sure these are actually TV monitors. I mean, I've heard this a bunch of times, and I'm like not convinced that it's correct. They're supposed to be. Smashing TV monitors is just a staple in 90s video games. I think I just thought they were like these like display cases or something. I I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I I thought they were display cases as well, but no, they're TV monitors, I guess. Okay. They certainly don't make the sound of breaking TV monitors when you when you pop them. So I'm not I'm not sure what they were doing. I do love the sound design. Yeah. uh, When you get stuff like that. Um, but inside them, there can be a couple different things. There can be 10 rings. There can be invincibility, uh, which is represented by kind of this circular glowing sparkly aura and a song. Um, there can be a one up or there can be speed boots, um, which makes Sonic go even faster. Or shields. Or, or yeah, shields as well. Um, speaking of great sound design, the shield sound design is excellent. Bong. Yeah. Bong. Yeah. Um, did you guys find the speed boots to be useful really at all? Ever? Absolutely not. Never, no. ever, ever. Uh, I actively avoid them unless I know there is an area that they're useful for. But I, I think that honestly, they just throw off my timing, my rhythm. I yeah. feel like they're an item that they felt should have been in there. Like, oh, it makes Sonic even faster. Yet they had no idea how to actually implement that kind of speed. So... That's my opinion of Sonic's base speed. I feel like, <laughs> truly, no, truly, I do feel like that. Like Sonic is just like a really tough idea to pull off, and they've never actually done it perfectly. Um. Anyway, sorry, you set me up for that one. I, just, I guess I, I did. That's how I feel about it. I guess I did. Um. We mentioned water previously. Uh, this game does feature a lot of water and water hazards. Uh, There's a system whereby getting little bubbles that uh, bubble up from out of the ground, you can get air and get extra life. If you've played video games in the 90s, you kind of know Sonic's drowning music. Yeah. Go ahead, do it. Well, well, I'm not going to do it. I, but it's, it's, it sounds like you're like counting down in like uh, Jeopardy or something, (laughs) but it's more, more like aggressive. Yes. Uh, That music still haunts my nightmares. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, yeah, there's just falling a, in the water haunts my nightmares in this game. It is yeah. easily the worst parts of this game. Yeah, water also slows your momentum down much as it does in other 2D platformers. It's like just, I, I, water levels suck in a lot of video games, but like water has like seldom been worse than in a Sonic <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that as a hot take. I think we could probably agree on that. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. 
Um, there's also a running score, uh, like a lot of old video games. There's just kind of a running tally in the corner based on enemies you destroy or items you get or things like that will add points to your tally. For every 10,000, you get an extra life uh, as well as continues and things like that, um, which is relevant if you're playing the game as a kid on an original Genesis, but with save states and modern re-releases, it's not quite as important. Right. And I'm, I believe this game is pretty popular in arcades, especially in Japan, too. So that's that's probably a rem, uh, remnant of like the high score thing. So you can um, not only can you beat it, you know, but you can also compete for high scores and stuff in the arcades. So I mean, Sega is just a major player in, in the arcade industry. Like every, you know, they got to have scores in every game. I mean, Mario yeah, had it, too. True. But yeah. yeah, I mean, who even remembers the Mario high score system, though? Right. Barely anyone. Um, <laughs> all right, the premise for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We have Sonic teaming up with Miles, Tails, Prower to stop Dr. Robotnik from taking over the world. I believe the Sonic the Hedgehog world is called Mobius uh, with his new space fortress, the Death Egg. Uh, and I can't hear Mobius after having played Xenoblade Chronicles 3 without thinking uh, of Mobius being a very bad thing. Um, but in this case, Mobius is a good thing. It's the world of Sonic and his friends. And that's my Xenoblade Chronicles 3 <laughs> reference. Get them get in while you can, because I'm never playing that game. <laughs> okay. Never say I never. Love, I love the obligatory plug. <laughs> um, all right. So this game is split into 11 zones. Most of those zones are divided into two acts, with a couple of exceptions that we will talk about. Um, we kind of can't really discuss each level in a very specific way. Um, again, this is a 2D platformer, so we're not going to say like start at the left and go to the right and jump here. Um, also, again, these games move fast. It's not like Mario. You're going to be kind of zipping around. Sometimes. So we'll talk sometimes. Unless... Well, wait, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that we're yeah. not going to do like a very deep dive into each level mechanically. It's going to be more right. of an overview, the aesthetics, some gimmicks, things like that. That is right. Good. Yes. All right. Um, why don't we start with Emerald Hill Zone? Dondo, do you want to? kick us off with the emerald hill zone kind of give us the lay of the land sure um obviously like a derivative of green hill zone from the original sonic um but better more colorful awesome music awesome um, music. Uh, like iconic music for sure um and i think of the levels and this is this is the one that is probably designed best for keeping your momentum throughout the entire level especially zone one or act one of this zone um and just what a what a way to start the game like you're kind of back into something familiar like green hill zone but at the same time it's very clear that everything is up res it's beautiful music's better speed is faster and so it really like hits the ground you know, no pun intended, running. You, uh, you walked into that one. Come on. And really sets you up for like, this is Sonic is back and he's better than every anything you've seen before. And yeah. so my opinion, one of the strongest zones for sure. Without a doubt. I'd say, I'd say the two first two zones are the best in the game. I think very intelligently, uh, these two acts um, and this first level has a lot of invincibility boxes um, compared to the rest of the game. And I think that's a good way to help you practice those basic maneuvers without worrying about running into enemies or spikes. Um, this feels more like a teaching level than anything in Green Hill Zone and Sonic 1 ever did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, tell us about the boss of this level, Dondo. 
Um, the egg drillster, um, essentially what looks like a go-kart with a drill on the front of it. They don't really uh, name Sonic bosses at this point in time, very imaginatively. Basically, yeah. if he attacks you with a drill, there's going to be the word egg and then drill in front of it. <laughs> and that's that's essentially the, enti- the entire thought process behind naming the bosses. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, super straightforward. Um, like you said, I feel like this is almost like um, more of a teaching boss than anything. Definitely, um, it's a, it, it's like don't hit the spiky thing and hit Doctor Robotnik a few times and you win. Um, and I, I feel like that kind of sets the precedence for everything else in in the game. And every one of these bosses is just kind of the same. It's the same color scheme. It's like gray with like red and yellow, like the the Doctor Robotnik like color scheme. Um, and I'm not. Yeah, that's not. Great. That's not a complaint. Great boss theme music as well. Yeah, boss theme yes. music is good. I don't generally love. I just don't think like the slowed down Sonic type platforming always like sings very well in boss fights. But I, I'm not really going to complain too much about boss fights, except a couple of them, which I think are like I just think that Sonic makes it really fucking hard to tell when you can hit a boss without getting your ass kicked. Like it's yeah. super trial and error. And even like there's oh. one there's one boss in particular where it's like it doesn't matter how many times I've played this game I still fucking die to this boss all the time not this one the one we'll, I'll talk about it some of these bosses the hitboxes are just have no rhyme or reason to it's, them like it's just like what where like you could hit them the same place three different times and it may work two of the three times yeah it yeah that's a major criticism I have of this game yeah, that's true about all the bosses but generally you know like. I'm not trying to like hang on to my rings by the time I get to the boss. So I can, you know, I I take some hits. Like it's almost like a guaranteed I'm going to take some hits for a lot of these bosses, but sometimes it's just too much. Uh, I'll, I'll highlight those. Um, Now's probably a good time to talk about the special stages, which I think are such a, so fucking hard. Please please tell us. Basically like the, the, the ones for like the, the fifth through seventh chaos emeralds are just so hard. Um, So, to get to them, you have to have at least thir- sorry, at least 50 rings when you pass the star post, which is those checkpoints. And then this little like glowy, like red, like light will appear above and you hop into it. And it'll warp you to the special stage. And you can do this. I think you, I did it twice in one level at one point. Um, but yeah, and I and I, I'll, I when I do try to get all the chaos emeralds, which I am never going to do again. <laughs> not worth it um and i'm just, i hate myself for doing it this time my god did i abuse the switch rewind feature for these levels um you have to basically go through these three sections they're like cameras behind sonic you're kind of like this the stage is like coming at you and you are basically can move left or right or like around a circle um to collect rings and avoid obstacles there's three sections um, you can only progress to the next section if you have the required amount of rings to collect. They will tell you how many rings to collect, and you know the more chaos emeralds you get, the harder, like the more rings you have to you have to collect. And at the end of the third section, if you have enough rings, you will get the chaos emerald. If you get all seven, you can turn into Supersonic, who is basically invincible. Um, as soon as you pick up fifty rings in a level, you can turn into Supersonic, and then unless you pick up other rings along the way, which you will, like. Every second you lose a ring. And then once you lose all your rings, then you go back to being regular Sonic. Once you get super, if you do super Sonic though, like you can basically just 
blast through the end of every single level. However, it actually does make those slower platforming sections more of a pain in the ass if you get trapped in them. Because even he's even slipperier and harder to control at like lower momentum. Um, also, one of the most frustrating ways to die in this game or in any Sonic game is to be flying too fast and get crushed under moving uh, like level geometry. Yes. And if you're supersonic, you still can die that way and you will die that way very frequently. Yep. Yeah. Um, what do we think about supersonic? <laughs> well, the special stages, like the pre-rendered 3D in them was pretty unprecedented, I think, for like the 16-bit era. It was so um, cool. I, I mean, I blew I, my I, mind. It's, it blew my mind, yeah. too. As a child, for sure. Um, and so the co-op nature of this game, I think, is at its worst in the special stages because as, a, sucks. as as an older sibling, I played a lot of this game with my younger sibling and tails in the normal game can't really affect that much is going on with Sonic. And they can to some extent, but really Sonic, the game kind of follows Sonic and they're just kind of there along for the ride. Yeah. But in the special stages, tails can hit the bombs and lose their own coins. And also when, even when you're playing by yourself, Tails's inputs are delayed like past Sonic's. Yep. So Tails does not move and jump at the same time as Sonic does. So you'll end up like just barely dodging a bomb and then like Tails will take it right to the dome and lose all of the coins that Tails had independently collected. Yep. So uh, to me, that was the big, that's the biggest frustrating thing about the special stage um, is that a, they require memorization to get through, and B, like you have very little control at sometimes of like keeping tails out of the way of the bombs. So um... you can choose to play the game as Sonic alone, um, like even in the original base version. And as a small child, I would purposely play as Sonic alone just to not have to deal with tails in the special levels. Yeah, tails is a yeah. nightmare in the special levels. I'll say that like this game is like a seven point five out of ten for me when you don't do the special stages and you don't <laughs> do supersonic because if you do if you like i'm making that part of the game if that was like required to like beat i would just be like this game's a six <laughs> i hate the special stages but i mean but you, it did blow my you, mind you need to get all the chaos emeralds to get the true ending of the game though well yeah and i that's why i did it because aaron knows that i'm incapable <laughs> of like if, like, if I'm going to replay a game for for our show, I have to do it that do it that way. But honestly, I think I would have had a better time replaying it if I didn't get all the cases. Do you so, know? Uh, do you know the cheat code to get the true ending of literally any game you ever play? Uh, look it up on YouTube. Save states. <laughs> Watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I uh, at this last playthrough yesterday, um, I got Supersonic by Casino Nights. Yeah, so, you can. Yeah. Again, as I think James I got him at the end of Casino Nights too. Yeah, every single time you go through one of the um, checkpoints, as long as you have 50 rings, you get a shot. Um, so, yeah. yeah, you can conceivably get supersonic very early. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can get them in Emerald Hill Zone with backtracking. So I think like yeah. you can go through. I think because there's by the end of Emerald Hill Zone Act 2, I think there are seven checkpoints. You just have to backtrack through all the different branches to mm. to get to get all of them. I might, I might not be correct on that, but I know you can get him super, super early. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, Supersonic is awesome. It is 
blatant ripoff of another beloved franchise. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it it is hilarious how like how blatantly they just ripped off Super Saiyans. It's it's hysterical. Yeah. I I I always thought that was as a as a also as a fan of DBZ growing up, I always thought it was hilarious. Um but playing as him, it's just super fun. You're invincible. Um the his mechanics are different he jumps higher his his top speed to get his full momentum is shorter so mm-hmm. you don't really have to worry about like if you have to stop at all um the game to me at least has surprisingly few areas that you will die if you are supersonic like there aren't yeah. that many pit other than like a, a zone we'll talk about later there aren't many like places you can fall off the map like you don't die if you hit lava you don't you know all that other stuff so yeah um yeah it's pretty cool um and we'll talk about it later as far as the final two bosses of the game but i think very smartly they don't allow you to use supersonic on the final two bosses because i feel like that would kind of ruin i think a lot of the the gameplay uh yeah Uh, yeah for a second i thought you were i forgot about one of the bosses i was like yeah i did use it on the second to last boss but i forgot about metal sonic yeah yeah, Megasonic. Megasonic. Oh, they, that's right. They <laughs> are different things. You're right. You're right. Well, let's talk about the next level in the game, yeah. uh, which is the best. Uh, still my favorite, even though I hate. And I, you know, you were referring to like that vertical passage where you're trying to climb up like the the block, uh, like spinning block things. I'm like, you must be talking about this level. Um, I absolutely I mean, was. This this level is awesome. It like the design is sweet. Like the the music is probably the best Sonic song period. Um, I think, and that maybe that doesn't have lyrics, but even maybe including the ones that have lyrics. Um, just like this like toxic chemical zone. This like it's like a grimy factory, but it's kind of like it doesn't look like gross. There's like this like ci- these city lights in the background. It's 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 an inviting level and the music just rips and it makes you have a great time i don't know why but for some reason when i was a little kid like i always thought that this was what la was like <laughs> or that this was yeah, this was LA, la inspired i don't know why i just always equated chemical plant zone with la but have you're you right been in la i have oh, i was gonna I say, well i was gonna say if you haven't maybe it is you never know <laughs> Um, in LA, in LA, even the toxic waste is neon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, you're right in that, like, it's both chemical, like industrial, but also there's like a neo futuristic kind of city vibe to it. Yeah. And I I mean, yeah, this this level's great. Uh, even the things that annoy me don't annoy me that much. The one, this is super nitpicky, but actually after, I mean, I played this so many times that like the block part like doesn't really trip me up too much anymore the rotating blocks what i do hate are those tiny pay like these really really narrow platforms that are going over after you get up that part that are going over the um the water or whatever you want to call it there's like two of them and And with sonic as slippery as he is you have to like get you have to get on it but if you he might slip off and then you have to jump to the next one or walk to the next one. And it, I just, that is th- those moments are like, they did not think this through. This isn't like they're trying to make it hard. It's like, this just was not a good idea. Make the platform wider. If the platform well, was two times as wide, it would have been fine. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the, the panels that flip at the end, yeah. right before the boss, yeah, that's that, true. Those, that, those suck too. That you're running full speed and all of a sudden the floor just gives out underneath you. Yeah. 
that's kind of a funny uh, fuck you. That's one of those. There's like not today. You're not getting me this time. Well, right, like right, right before the boss too. Yeah, both of those things in like a Mario game, they would have featured early in the level, so you could kind of learn them, and they would have like riffed on them, and you know, yeah. done different things with them. It's Sonic though, so they just put them at arbitrary spots where you'll probably die, and you should just memorize that they're there. Yep. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? Yep. Um, tell us about Egg Poison, the boss. Um, yeah, so this was like the what was it was it ha- what happens? Like you, you the floor drops out and there's like two there's like two platforms you can jump on and he'll like pop out of the globs of like water and he'll drop poison on you. Or is he yeah. is he in the water or is he just floating? I forget. He's like on this stilt machine kind of oh, and yeah. then he throws like jars of oil at you. Yeah, this is one of the I would say this is one of the easier bosses. I mean, really the hardest part is just not falling before you get to the boss. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh yeah. So. Yeah, I, for a level um, that is one of my favorite in the games, I feel like this boss is pretty uninspired. But once again, he attacks you with poison, so his name is Egg Poison. Egg yep. poison. <laughs> um, next, we get to the Aquatic Ruin Zone. So this is our first proper water level. Um, <laughs> even though uh, Chemical Plant essentially is a water level with how yeah. much you know, water you have to deal with. But it's the um, right amount of water. That is to say, hardly any. This is too much water. Uh, So this this stage, it's a water level. As I said, it's set uh, in these crumbling ruins in a small lake hidden within a thick forest. And there are these kind of like pillars with faces that shoot arrows. Um, The kind of booby traps. Um, And this level is very divided with the top mainly being out of the water and kind of up in the trees. Uh, and the bottom being very much in the water and in the ruins. Um, did we like Aquatic Ruin Zone? When I'm not in the water, I love the music. And I think some of the other parts of the level play well. There's just too... I mean, this could be just an issue of, like, I'm not as good at Sonic as as you guys are. But, like, I find it really hard to avoid ending up in the water. I played this game quite a bit. And I find it hard to, yeah, avoid winding up in the water as well. But I generally right. don't hate this level. Or actually, I think it's Act Two that I hate. I think Act Two, there's like a bigger section in the water that I can't avoid. I don't know. The, maybe I just the, I like the music a lot, uh, and I kind of like the aesthetic. So that maybe I just tell my I convince myself that I like it more than I do. Yeah, um, I think water in general is my least favorite part about this game. So I I mean, this is probably a bottom tier level in my opinion. Yeah, not my favorite. Not music-wise, though. I mean, the music is sweet. Music's incredible. Uh, The boss, creatively titled the Egg Hammer, um, Eggman uses a giant hammer. Uh, He brings (laughs) up two stone pillars with uh, faces. He hits one pillar with a hammer, and an arrow shoots out to the other pillar. You basically use the arrows to climb the pillars, so you can jump on Eggman, jump on him eight times, and he dies. Pretty simple, like most of the bosses. Yeah. Even as a child, I thought this was lame. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> um, who wants to tell us about Casino Night Zone? Probably one of the more famous uh, level gimmicks in all of Sonic. I mean, I can tell you how I think Casino Night Zone sucks ass. And yeah, I, I would. It, I would love to hear that opinion. I. I, I this was like a complete one eighty yeah, over the last please. two times I played this game. Casino Night Zone sucks. Uh, it is like a, I mean, it's casino, like nighttime. It's Casino Night Zone. Um, there are like bumpers and flippers and like slot machines all over the place. There is more bumper 
terrain than regular terrain. And it will just launch you. If you combine bumpers with Sonic's already cumbersome momentum and like slipperiness, what you have is a fucking nightmare of a level. That called Casino just, Night Zone. Called Casino Night Zone. Now, I have flown through this level before. Like, it's just, but sometimes I feel like when I can fly through Casino Night Zone, it is a complete crapshoot. It's like I just happen to avoid the right stuff. That's like all you have to do is hit one bumper that launches you into another set of bumpers. And then next thing you know, you're just trying to figure out how the fuck. It's like a, it's like a tiny, like a two-year-old trying to get out of a bounce house when there was a bunch of like, Ten year olds jumping around in it, and he can't get out. Oh my god! Casino Night Zone sucks ass, and I will die on that hill. I genuinely love the long lived like casino motif in Sonic games. I just, I just dig it. I think I, I dig really it like too. Both. I just think it doesn't work. Most most of most of the Sonic games have a casino level. Uh, I think like uh, I think it, it's kind of like a pseudo Sonic pinball um, uh, type feel to it. I agree, it could be frustrating. Um, but honestly, when I, last time I played through, I was like very happy to be back in Casino Night Zone. Great music. I love the all the sound effects and sound design. Um, it's definitely a, a unique idea for for a uh, platformer um, especially for that era and set the precedence for like all the other casino games throughout all the other games in the franchise or casino levels throughout the franchise. So um, I, I uh, I'm a little concerned about the amount of time Sonic ends up spending in casinos. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some problems. How has there been no fan fiction about Sonic's crippling gambling addiction? Dude, you totally stole my fan fiction idea. Oh, well, is it? Was, oh, really? That was, that was it. That was it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> is I'm it sorry. Sonic's? No, but is it Sonic's addiction or is it Eggman's addiction? Because Eggman's the one who's constantly building these casinos. I suppose you're right. But, but it still I, would be funny. I, I Sonic just it's a it's a combination of the two. Yeah. yeah. So, Sonic like can't raise like chow babies because like he's just like he, he's in the casino just growing a beard. He's like just <laughs> another like I want to play one more hand of blackjack. Should I yeah, should I save it uh for the end or should I talk about my idea now? Oh yeah, so I'm sorry for stepping on it. Uh let's talk about it at the end. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of, I'm kind of between both of you, um, and always have been since I was a little kid. Like, I like the aesthetic and the music of this level. I just can't stand the mechanics and like James said, how bouncy you are. And it feels more like luck when you get anywhere rather than skill. Um, I feel like they corrected this a little bit. Like if I, I could be totally misremembering, but I could have sworn that Sonic Mania made Casino Night Zone a little better. I don't think there was a Casino Night Zone in Sonic Mania. I could have sworn there was. I'll look that up while you talk about the boss. Um, The Egg Claw. Um, So the Egg Claw is terrible. Um, You're in one of the kind of like pinball arenas um, that you get stuck in. And Eggman just drops these spiky electric charges onto you. You have to use kind of the slot bumpers to launch yourself off the wall and at him. Um, Again, just so hitting him in the right part of his hitbox to actually hit him and not damage you. And um, do that eight times, and you beat him. Um, so you're right. I was thinking of Studiopolis. That like Studiopolis, Studiopolis, yeah. or whatever. That that level is pretty sweet. So as far as the ad clog goes, my hot take is, I think 
of the boss fights in this game, it is one of the best at preserving what makes Sonic Sonic in the actual boss fights where it's still about maintaining momentum and running up the wall, yeah. uh, timing, and then jumping off the wall with your preserved momentum into Robotnik over and over, where most of the other boss battles in this game are basically like he you he's floating above you and you just wait for the pattern to, yeah. to go by while you're dodging some sort of object that he's shooting at you, and then you jump and hit him, and then you just do that all over again, where this boss fight actually maintains a lot of what makes Sonic games Sonic games, which is you have to preserve your momentum. You, you have to either spin dash or run from the other side to run up the wall and then jump across to hit him at the right timing. So yeah. I, I actually think of the designs, this is one of the better designs for this game. I, I mean, I'll agree, I think. Yeah. I'll say that's fair if the hitbox didn't work against you. Like yeah. The hitbox does not work. Like it hits you and knocks your coins off as often as it hits him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Wait, Aaron, did we mention where this takes place, this game? I like, I, like, I just came across it when I was l- looking up other games the, that Casino Night Zone was in, and it's like the West Side Island. I guess. I it's know called, like the world is Mobius. It's called but... like the West Side Island, the westernmost part of Earth, westwards of South Island. Well, that's thanks. That's helpful. It's just made up of a <laughs> bunch of animals. It has a chemical factory and oil refineries. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, dot, I West West Island must be where all these animals are for for him to you know to use them to turn into machines. So he's just he's just going where all the all the local population of woodland creatures there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's apparently a hilltop zone on West Island, um, which is <laughs> our next level. Yeah. Um, so this is a mountainous region high above the clouds um, where there are canyons. There are uh, these kind of uh, like tro- trolleys, would you call them? Um, uh, like cable cars, kind of cable cars. Yeah. Cable cars with vines. Um, you can, there are the, these cave systems and the caves kind of like quote unquote collapse. Like they will kind of shake and um, fill with lava, things like that. Um, there are these dinosaur creatures um, that are robots that come out and spit lava. Um, what else about Hilltop Zone springs to mind? This is the one where you have the vines, right? No. No, no, that's Mystic K. Mystic K. Oh, right, one. right. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. This is the one uh, where you're basically using the cable cars back and forth across like canyons. Uh, and there's also the seesaws where you jump on yeah. the, the, the one side and you go to the other side and the enemy will launch you. Yep. Yeah, this um this level is kind of okay. The music I love, but the level itself kind of not very memorable in terms of design. Yeah, I would say it's okay. Concur. I think it's it's a it's a very like middle of the road zone. I think great music, like for the like as is for the rest of the game, but you know everything else is is pretty uh you know forgettable, like you said. I think it's interesting that this would have been one of the levels set in the past. Um, I think it would have been fun to kind of dig into it more and make it like almost more prehistoric themed. Yeah, um, but obviously that's not what we got. Nope. Um, the boss is the Egg Scorcher Mark Two. Um, <laughs> so I wonder if there was an Egg Scorcher Mark One in Sonic the Hedgehog One. There probably was. Um, but this is an extremely easy boss. Very easy. Uh, there's basically two platforms to rest on. Eggman will spit fire onto one of them at a time, and use the opportunity to jump on him. 
and that's pretty much it. Basically, this boss and the last boss are, I mean, they're like two really easy ones in a row. Or no, sorry, not, not sorry, not Casino. Um, I was thinking about Guadic Ruin. That's a pretty easy boss. Casino one is like tough, but it's fun. But yeah, this one's pretty, pretty damn easy. Um, would either of you like to tell us about Mystic Cave Zone? Sure. Uh, yeah, or you want you ahead. want to do? No, you can go ahead. So, um, Mystic Cave Zone, um, it takes place in in a deep cave. Um, it's it's much more corridored than the the in the other zones. Um, and kind of like all the Sonic zones, there's a gimmick to it. And this one is you're pulling vine switches that that bring down wooden gates. Um, and, and there are also a couple spinning block, uh, puzzles in this, in this cave, uh, which were really frustrated me as a child as well. Um, but overall, I think probably, I would say probably like for this game, like another mid range zone, um, like nothing, nothing here is like super inspired in my opinion. It definitely does sell the, um, compression of space. And makes you feel as though you are moving down like lower, narrower spaces um, yeah. than something more vertical. Even though it does have moments of verticality and it kind of has these um, punching platforms that kind of punch up and down that you have to go through. That's one of the gimmicks. But um, I think it actually does surprisingly sell like the feel of being underground. I, I actually think this is slightly above middle of the road, Sonic. I For the... But all the complaints I have about how the game slows down, um, I, I think this is one of the easier, not like extremely easy, but it's easier to navigate those like vine portions and those platforming puzzles in the in this area than it, it is in a lot of the other ones. Or at least it was for me. Um, so I I, I, I kind of like it. I don't I think the music is very memorable in this one, but uh, the level design is actually not that not that bad. Yeah. Um, Dondo, do you want to tell us about the um, hitbox challenged egg digger? <laughs> oh my god! One boss is hitbox challenged. It's uh, it's also like three of the ones after this. True, true. Or at least one of them. This is not, in my opinion, this might not be the worst in the game, but it's definitely amongst the worst in the game. And yeah. it's like almost like they they assign like a random number generator to assign the shape of his hitbox, <laughs> and it and it cha- and it changes every half second. Um, but the obviously the drills that are on his on his uh like uh craft or vehicle like they'll damage you from all weird angles um the sharp rocks falling down uh will damage you sometimes when you hit them from the top and and not the bottom so uh also all sorts of problems as far as uh what sonic has to avoid for this one yep yeah absolutely so let's talk about Oil Ocean Zone, which is where we go next. Um, I also have not liked this zone ever since I was a little kid. Um, I'm not sure why, but it's this kind of um, very like pinkish looking foreground with black oil um, and then kind of this industrial background. Um, you use these like green flame furnaces to shoot yourself onto these like platforms and these spheres that kind of shoot you across the stage. Um, instead of water, as we said, there's oil and the oil has different physics and it's almost always at the bottom of the level and it acts more as quicksand than it does like water. So it'll kill you if you like drown in it. Um, but it, it just kind of makes you sticky, slows you down. 
Um, there are parts where you kind of slide down the oil, like a literal slide. Um, and you can't like speed up. You can't really do anything. You're trapped by it. And in general, I just, I, I don't like these zones. What do you guys think? I think I'm with you. It's like middle of the road or slightly below for me. I just think yeah, it's I aesthetically uninteresting. Yeah. I don't like the aesthetic, especially. Yeah, the recurring like oil level and Sonic games are always some of my least favorite levels. Um, I do kind of like this boss though. Yeah, I like the boss. Uh, do one of you want to tell us about the boss? Sure, it's the uh, Egg Marine, uh, which is like it's like so it's swimming in the oil, and the first attack that it'll do is it'll like launch this little like spike tail. Um, oh, I think only the tip of the tail is the part that can actually hit you and it'll like launch that at you it moves pretty slow it's easy to dodge and then in this little like torch thing it has will come up out of the oil and will um shoot at you that also is pretty easy to avoid i'm pretty sure you can just duck and you won't get hit by any of it yeah um and then you just jump over and hit the machine um that comes up um and just rinse and repeat so uh it the laser that it shoots out will light the floor on fire so if you just duck the little blue shockwave will come out and and hit you if you're if you only duck will it uh, I, th- I thought that was the last boss that does that both do oh they both, do both set well, then maybe i had some like weird rng because i ducked like every time Where, and i never got yeah. i never got that to happen to me the best part about this was as a kid when I figured out that I could jump in the oil and just jump under the platform repeatedly and I'll never get hit and I could stay down there the entire boss fight and wait for him to come up. Oh, and like, yeah. And like for me, you know, as like an eight-year-old, I, I, I felt like a gaming god. I was like, I am breaking this game. Like, this is not, <laughs> this is not, it's like one of the first incidents where I was like, they definitely did not intend me to do this. Yeah. And it, it is like absolutely like the best way to play of the boss fight. So, yeah. A young Dondo got his first D squirt. <laughs> yeah. Ex- ex- exactly. It was a busy day in the laundry room for my mom back then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of the opposite of D squirts, yeah, uh, we have Metropolis Zone, which uh, the designers were like, "Hey, we have two really shitty acts to a level, but what if we just added a third one for no discernible reason?" Yeah. Um, so Metropolis Zone is three acts. Um, I hate the aesthetic. I don't love the music. I hate the gimmicks. Yep. Um, it has these like crushers, it has giant nuts and screws that you kind of run around that can kill you if you're not careful. Um, it has these pits of boiling chemicals. Um, it has really annoying enemies, these bad nicks. Yeah. There are these prank mantises that kind of throw out their oh, yeah. claws at you. Um, there are these starfish that shoot out like spikes in five different directions. Um, what else about this level sucks? Because um, pretty much everything. Everything. I mean, even when you turn supersonic, I couldn't like get through the level with supersonic. I would you, this game. The level also slows you down at every possible way. Like if you guys were to tell me, I, I meant to look up like a map of this level. Like if there is like a critical path that you can use to fly through the level, I it, it'd be news to me because I'm pretty yeah. sure this level is designed to funnel you through a bunch of dumb, slow bullshit. Yeah, I played this game many, many times and I've never like felt confident with a central path. Yeah. I 
I mean, I agree. I this level is crazy frustrating. Um, the level design slows you down, and then they will put the most irritating enemies around these slowdowns so that you're basically not only are you stupidly running on a nut trying to rise it rise it up all the way to the top so you can proceed but you're also trying to dodge you know these star enemies that are exploding and sending like spikes everywhere and i i um of the gimmicks in in the in the, all the individual individual zones of this game, I find these to be the most irritating and kind of obnoxious. So, so I, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I, I want to make. There's a point I feel like is relevant to what we're saying right now, and that is that if anyone's keeping track, we just said the five of the last or four or five of the last <laughs> five or six levels are middle of the road, and you motherfuckers want to call this an eight out of ten or higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am I wrong? In the game, I think the beginning of the game and the end game slap though. Yeah. Um. I mean, mercifully, the last level, or at least like, it's kind of not really a level. I mean, it is, but it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I think the beginning of the game slaps. I think the end of the game is good, and I think that's what happens in between is kind of middle of the road. Um. Fair but enough. that does not make an eight out of ten to me. Uh. Just my personal, I don't know. I just feel like Sonic's the kind of franchise where people are like, Sonic fucking rules, man. And then you're like, this game sucks. This game sucks. This level in this game sucks. Actually, 80% of the levels in this game sucks. Not this one, uh, but, you know, just saying. I <laughs> think that's the story of Sonic. I mean, that's what you're feeling in your heart, and I would never take it away from you. Um, but let's real quick talk about this boss. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's an Eggman with a bunch of mini Eggmans floating around him. Uh, and as you hit Eggman, one of the mini Eggmans comes out and you kill them until you kill Eggman. And that's about it. What is with the hitbox of this boss? It's not great. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is basically a lame idea for a boss in, in general. Basically, he's just shooting mini versions of himself out at you while while you have to dodge and hit him uh mercifully i had supersonic at this point so that makes the whole experience much easier but oh, yeah. yeah yeah i i always hated this boss there's a version of this in sonic mania that i think is done more successfully um the one where it's like a gachapon machine but it spits mm -hmm. out different versions of eggman bosses and i think that's a clever idea oh that is very clever this is not for sure this yeah. is not um, speaking of slightly clever, who wants to take Sky Chase Zone, which is n like nothing else we've done before? <laughs> I I love Sky Chase Zone. I know it's a it's a dumb auto scroller, um, but um, it was the introduction basically to the tornado, um, and I love the I love Tails' airplane, the tornado, um, and it is is for an auto scroller uh, of that era it is pretty much as painless as they get. Like, uh, yeah. The one thing I do have to complain about is that to move the plane, the movement of the plane is delayed compared to Sonic's movement on top of the plane. Mm -hmm. So sometimes to get, you know, Oh, out of the way of an enemy, you'll run to the left or something. And the plane won't move until Sonic makes it all the way to the far left side of the top of the tornado. Um, where I think like you should just control the tornado instead of Sonic on top of the tornado. Yeah. Yeah. It's silly because Sonic has like this much real estate on top of the tornado. Why wouldn't you just make 
his feet the tornado itself i don't get it yeah. correct but I, I agree with you this is this is a good good level good night like a nice like brisk kind of like break after that um shithole of a level before this <laughs> um there's no boss to this level um but there is uh essentially like a part two which is wing fortress zone um so this is a, a single act that takes place on this flying battleship um i think they repeat this aesthetic to good effect in sonic mania but i don't really love it here um, you're kind of hanging in the air to some degree throughout the entire level. So there's kind of this like constant fear that you may fly off the screen and fall off to your death. Um, but what's kind of cool is that it does take you like all around the ship and you kind of see different parts of the ship, like propellers and weapons and badniks and things like that. Um, so it's for what it is, I think it's kind of cool. Um, I, I would not say it's mid range. I would say this is a little bit higher tier and I think because it's only one act, it definitely doesn't overstay its welcome. I, I also agree this is above mid-tier. Uh, this is like, it's as a set piece, it's awesome. I don't love it as much from a level design um, perspective or like just the way, like the platforming puzzles and stuff in it. But like the fact that you're like on the outside of a ship like has always been cool. Yeah. This this combined with uh, Sky Chase Zone, uh, it just feels like, the game's kind of putting their foot on the accelerator and like as the players like you know you're getting towards the end of the game like the stakes are going up you're you're flying up into the air to hit onto a ship um and then a lot of the gimmicks with the fans kind of pushing you around on the outside of the of the ship and just the traversal to the different parts i think is super cool too it all of it definitely feels like it definitely feels like the penultimate level of the game yeah well, and especially playing this as a little kid, like seeing Sonic on the tornado and then again getting, like you said, to um, Wing Fortress Zone or whatever. It's a very clear one to one like, oh, this is the plot. This is happening in the game right now. Whereas like Mega Man, which I played a lot of moving from level to level in Mega Man, like feels like nothing. Nothing's happening. Right. Whereas in right. the Sonic game, it's like you're actually seeing Sonic get to the next area on this plane. Like it's very climactic in a way that games weren't necessarily at this time. Right. It, it felt like you were actively chasing Robotnik. Yes, which I love. Um, and then the boss is pretty simple here. Um, there's just these little um, like platforms that have spikes on the bottom. You need to jump on top of them so that you can attack um, this laser in the ceiling. You do that enough, the laser breaks, and Eggman runs away. I think I made it here with Supersonic, so this was pretty yeah, trivial. Pretty simple. Um, does Does anyone want to take the Death Egg and close us well, out? You're forgetting about the awesome ending to the, the, the last level where he oh. literally rides a rocket into space. To, yes. He <laughs> throws himself on. He's like, you can see him being pulled by the uh, the like tension in the air, and away he goes. Yep. Um, Death Egg Zone, I would say, is um, the last level of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, so, like, uh, first boss is Mecha Sonic. Um, I I like this boss. It's not very difficult. I mean, he just will spin towards you. He's got like you know spikes on him. Um, you got to make sure you can wait um, where he's not spinning like that. You can jump on his head. Um, just kind of, it's like a classic like. I feel like it's a very it's designed very much like some of like the Koopa fights in Mario World, um, or I mean, really in any Mario game like forever. Um, it's a nice like kind of like pre-fight <laughs> to the real final fight. Um, now the real final fight. I 
every single time I play this game, I and I, I, I never look it up. So maybe I could have just gotten the answer for myself. I should just ask you guys. Is there a guaranteed hitbox place <laughs> in this boss? Because this boss is fucking bullshit. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Uh, I like there is I, I kept like trying different places and with the rewind feature i like quite literally was just like i'm gonna try here and now here and now here and see like if one of them is has any consistency no it doesn't um and so i i remember like back in the day the amount of times i'd get to this boss and would die and lose um run out of lives and it really pissed me off um so and and thank god for rewind i guess uh i i know i've done it without you know dying but like man i just like abused rewind in this in this boss fight and i was trying not to uh abuse rewind too much outside of the special areas um it does have a couple of fuck you things to it though to be fair um it's killed after 12 hits instead of eight which every other boss is eight mm-hmm. um and then it can shoot these grenades uh that basically kill you no matter what if you're behind it um so it's just it's not great it's not my favorite but like it, it, it i never really had a problem with like the back because like, I, I just wouldn't get back there you, because it, it jumps into the air and then it targets on you and then you just need to time it so you get out of the way in time for it to land where it's facing you and then it kind of like shifts its arms back and forth with the spikes and there's no window to like there's no clear window to like hit him and so I would just <laughs> keep doing it like again and again. And occasionally it would register and other times I would just get hit and die. Yeah. So I think technically the window, first of all, it's, it is one of the most, most atrocious examples of poor or random hitboxes for a boss uh, that I can recall. I believe the the actual window is based upon the movement of the arm that's walking towards you. Yeah. The front arm, the front arm and its positioning. But even then it's not totally clear. It's it's not. On, yeah. Um I I think as someone who's played this boss a billion times, uh it is still frustrating. But as long as you stay in front of the death egg where you're never behind it and and always try to avoid that front arm um i feel like most of the time it won't hose you but there is obviously a chance where it will just obviously just be random and you'll die um i think the death egg in general um another blatant example of i'm just ripping off another popular ip um (laughs) and which is hysterical um and I, I think that making the decision to have no rings, two boss fights, can't use supersonic on the death egg is genius because it actually forces people to actually play your final bosses and like actually uh, make, like, make sure they don't just get the supersonic in the first two acts or first two zones and then just blow through the rest of the game and not actually play. Um, I think it actually forces the player to be actually you know literate in the mechanics of sonic um not just playing with supersonic i mean um, i would agree with you if it if the hitboxes were anything consistent like if there was if, even if it was like hard to hit but it was a guaranteed hit if you hit that one spot but it's not like that and so the lack that, of rings is bullshit yeah, i still the like lack of rings is- i would have had like five rings just give me five 
I still like I still like the decision. Maybe five would be good, but not fifty. I like the decision. Absolutely not can't, fifty. Can't, can't, no. can't use supersonic. Right. Um, I like the idea of being able to get hit maybe three times max and then die instead of just one hit death. Right. Um but I mean Mecha Sonic is another example of how Sonic C D and Sonic 2 kind of almost started from the same place and then split, right? Where like the Mecha Sonic is a one of the end bosses in this, and then Metal Sonic is one of the end bosses in Sonic CD. Um, and I, I just like in a little bit of research about the game, I he like Mecha Sonic is like sixty percent finished. Like they had a whole bunch of different mechanics for for him during this boss fight that they just never got to. That so they were sense. finally they were finally just like we'll just go with whatever we're having because it seems to work. Yeah. Which also, which also probably like the rushed schedule for the release of this game is probably the why there's so much randomness, especially in the boss fights. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then how does it end after we defeat the Death Egg? What happens? Well, if you play if you play the game you're, the way you're supposed to, Jimmy, and get all seven Chaos I, Emeralds, I did. <laughs> it it ends with a uh, uh, cut to black and white where you see tails seeing the death egg explode from first of all uh you beat the you beat the the death egg robot and the death egg starts uh self-destructing and sonic runs out of an airlock in space and the screen flashes to white and you see it cuts to black and white where you see tails see the death egg blow up in the atmosphere hop in the tornado to go help sonic where if you play the game you're supposed to jimmy you realize that tail is unnecessary <laughs> and he is just, he is blasting through the atmosphere as supersonic. Uh, and then tails joins him alongside with, uh, with the tornado and they fly into the horizon. <laughs> I, I feel it was unnecessarily targeted, targeted. At me. I got that ending <laughs> and I don't want that ending anymore. And it's not worth the, with the frustration. It, it um, is the true ending because it is the beginning of Sonic 3, right? It is, yeah. That oh, is how Sonic 3 begins with yeah. Sonic blasting through as supersonic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking um, of Sonic blasting through, oh, I know, that's fan fiction. Well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> let's let's get to it. But first, we have to talk about what works and what doesn't. So, James, I feel like you are ready to tell us what doesn't work. Well, I mean, I'll I'll just say what works. I mean, I mentioned it before. Like, I think that there are moments. I don't think there are enough of them, which is a criticism I have. That like when there are moments that when Sonic is like firing in all cylinders, it like really is great. And I wish that it did that for more than. I think it does it like thirty percent of the time, and that's just not enough. Um to to be like a truly great game um i love when the levels are keeping you moving when there's like really like thoughtful strategic placement of obstacles and like things to to keep you moving um the music overall is just a strong point of the series and always has been um and then a lot of the other stuff just yeah the momentum the controls um i don't like i don't think it works um it's a little like sometimes levels feel like a crapshoot um I, 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 all the things I said before, but one thing I didn't mention before that I think actually would make this game better, like a po- like point, like a half point higher, if you zoomed out slightly and had more shit on screen at once. That's fair. It would give you a little bit more time to react to certain things. Or they could build up. They could build up like platforming sequences 
or speed sequences a bit better if you had more room to kind yeah. of plan ahead. Exactly. Like I don't need a ton, yeah. but I think it's the it's like too zoomed up on Sonic. Okay. Yeah, it would take a lot of the memorization out of the platforming and momentum aspects of the game. I have to wonder if they were worried about having too many things on screen at once with the, the Genesis back then. But yeah, that's very likely, I'd say. Because if you if you, for instance, the the versus mode of this game where you're playing against like a friend and how choppy it is and how terrible the graphics are compared to the, the single player uh, version. Um, I have to w- wonder that if they zoomed out or, or changed the perspective of all, if it was just the frame rate or, um, or whatever just was so terrible that they made a decision to just keep that many things off screen. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't, it's not a criticism in the sense that like I, they should have done it. I, you're probably right. They probably couldn't do it. Or maybe if they had even thought about it, maybe it wouldn't have been, feasible but i wish almost wish there was like a version of this game that existed where they could do that what about you donda what worked and what didn't work for you um i i mean i think from like a historical perspective like i really feel like in my opinion this is one of the first games made by a japanese company that gave a crap about american gamers um, I think this game was marketed towards us. Um, it blatantly ripped off of IP that the American market loved, like Star Wars and Dragon Ball Z. Um, it, you know, his attitude was for specifically for kids of our generation in like the 90s. And like Sonic really was like the mascot of our generation. Um, and for me, I think that really works and really continues to make the franchise like a long living nostalgic franchise that I think will hopefully in- endure throughout gaming um, specifically of like gameplay wise. Um, I think this game is when you look at it in context of the first game, it does literally everything better. The graphics are better. The music is better. The level design is better. The bosses are better. Um, and the, the special zones are better. Even um, the, so I think when you really look at it in context of, of its predecessor and in the time it came out, it really is a masterpiece in, in platforming. Um, and it happens to star one of the greatest mascots in video game history. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, I would echo a lot of what you guys said in terms of what works and what doesn't. Um, definitely shout out to the music. Uh, even when Sonic plays terribly, it's reliable that the music is at least okay, if not oftentimes great. Um, so there are some bangers on this soundtrack. And one of the reasons that I'm excited to get Sonic Superstars, which came out recently, is not even to play the, the game. It's that I've heard the music in that game is quite good. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Um, in terms of what doesn't work, kind of echoing some things you guys said. Um, basically, any time um, control is taken away from me as a player, so think about Casino Night Zone, bouncing around, things like that. Um, think about any time water is present uh, in this game. It doesn't work for me. I like when Sonic is running um, like above ground, above water, um, and he's zipping around. That is when he's at his best. Um, so yeah. how in the world could we make Sonic the Hedgehog 2 <laughs> into a movie? They did, kind of. Kind um, of. How, how would we do it? Um, my, I feel like I have a very uninteresting answer to this. I, I, I want like a fully CGI movie, the whole like mix with like human stuff. Like I, I, I didn't hate it. 
in the Sonic movies. Like, I actually thought it kind of worked, but I still wouldn't have preferred it. I'd rather there just be like a full blown 3D Sonic game, like or a 3D Sonic movie. Like Eggman, I get is like a human being, you know, but like still, I don't know. I don't like Jim Carrey did fine. I just wanted it to be more like CGI and action packed, like fast. Like a like you can do so much, you can exert so much control. Um in like if you do a fully like three it's like you know CGI movie. And I guess they, they, they there's some fast sequences in, in Sonic, um, the movies that they made, but I feel like you can do it all better. I agree. I I actually think setting the the movies in our world partially is distracting. I would rather have a movie that took place you know, entirely in Mobius or Little Planet or any of the the various, you know, sonic settings. Um, I would still keep Jim Carrey as like live action, but pretty much everything else around him, I would um I would do, you know, in that world and less of like this is Sonic in Seattle or whatever city that was. Um but I think the way I would ideally do it which kind of ties into my fanfic is i want a slice of life anime involving (laughs) sonic getting a job at a coffee or tea bar to pay off his large debt for the amount of time he's spent in casinos uh gambling throughout his lifetime (laughs) (laughs) that's that is my ideal sonic movie (laughs) Uncut gems with um, chaos emeralds. Oh my god, that would be fantastic! <laughs> I mean, you could even cast Am Sandler as the voice. As the <laughs> voice like, like someone's just gonna like kill Sonic or like kill Tails if he doesn't like. Yeah. There's a there's a praying mantis Badnik who's like holding him down, asking for where their money is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Give me Sonic the Hedgehog two, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. Go. Go ahead. I was gonna say that would be mine. That would be my movie, Sonic the Hedgehog two, directed by Quentin Tarantino. All in Sonic's world, all CGI. Let's get bloody. Yeah, I think you could honestly make, if you take like a, a little bit from the from the comics, you can make it a pretty dark world. You know, like. You don't need to make it so dark where it's no longer marketable to kids, but like I think you, like the, his story in general is is pretty dark. You know, he's, he's like group of like freedom fighter orphans who are fighting against this like basically this like evil genius dictator who is like turning his friends and family into robots. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there there is plenty of space for that. Um, um, which I guess has kind, of, has kind of already been done. Um, Anime-wise, like, if you guys haven't seen the opening to Sonic CD or the old-school anime OVA that we talked about, like, you can, like, Sonic in the animation form is really, really cool. You can do a mm-hmm. lot of really cool things with him. The, a- the action is, is pretty awesome. So um, I still don't think they really even, like, scrape the tip of the iceberg as far as what they can do with the the character and like the movie or even television setting yeah fair enough yeah um what about the world of mobius do we want to visit <laughs> mobius do we want to live in mobius 
I, I can't even picture what that would be like. So I'm just going to say no out of uh, fear of the unknown. <laughs> um, I think we would all become Sonic Forces, original Sonic creations. <laughs> and um, I don't think any of us want to be that or no. know what we would look like as that. So I do not. Let's pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Hard personally. pass. Hard pass. Not, not a world I want to spend time in. Okay. Um, now, James, here's a stupid question. Um, does any Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction exist? <laughs> <laughs> We've only been talking about it for 98 episodes. As... <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it do- it sure does. And where do we start? <laughs> um, I tried to just be very um, selective uh, to cover some broad ground. Um a lot of orgies, a uh, lot of, lot of, lot of smut. There's a lot of smut here. Um, I tr- uh, so that aside, um, <laughs> there was one that caught my eye, which was like a rewrite of the Sonic Two movie. <laughs> Some of the author did a spinoff of their own rewrite, where <laughs> it was a short where Sonic and Knuckles take a bath together. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just like you know i really wanted to explore this world some more so <laughs> i had sonic and knuckles take a bath and have a conversation um I, yeah i mean i definitely made the mistake of googling sonic the hedgehog fan fiction uh, when i was outside of incognito mode um and i'm pretty sure amazon is going to start marketing furry suits and strap-ons <laughs> to, to me <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder how prevalent uh, Sonic costumes are in the world of furries. Um, The the only other one that I found was it was like a so I I always think it's very funny when people take like games with minimal story or like platforming games from like the early eras and create a narrative. And it's always or it's always like this, the character in their own head talking to themselves and like "Ah, I should have made that jump can't believe I didn't know you're better than this Sonic. Like I found one of those. Um, I mean, he's talking to like tails too, but it it's like very dramatic. It's just like, there's like, like Sonic and tails cry multiple times, like just talking about their friendship and talking about how far they've come and like trying to overcome obstacles together. Uh, and it's basically just like a, a bridged walkthrough of the game, but just, they get to a new location and, this like the author tried to make it dramatic and it just fails <laughs> in every single way. And then they got, they got to the, the ch- uh, chapter three is casino night. And <laughs> they're uh, they, they keep like making like Sonic almost drown in this narrative. And then they do it again and they're aware of it. And so they're like, I'm sorry, I keep doing it, but I, it's my story. I can do it as many times as I want. Um, it's like, I don't even really want to do this level since it was so hard to see in a realistic manner, but I decided to give it a try anyhow. I don't really like this chapter all that much, to be honest. <laughs> I, as as Aaron and I have long talked about, some of the the best fan fiction is when people become begin to hate their own creation in the middle of it, <laughs> and they still keep working on it. Or right, like, like they feel obligated to to include the zone for like historical sake, but like yeah. they really don't want to, and they realize they have the power to just not include it if they don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And they slowly start going insane as they write. Uh, this guy has done like a lot of Sonic fan fiction too. Speaking of Sonic fan fiction too, I was trying specifically to find fan fiction to Sonic the Hedgehog two, 
which is difficult because searching Sonic the Hedgehog 2 fan fiction is all about the movie and not yep. the game. It was very frustrating. So I really only found one that I could guarantee was fan fiction of the actual game, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And it's only two chapters long, a prologue and a first chapter. And the author's note is this long, woe-begotten rambling about how he's so upset that the Sonic Origins collection does damage <laughs> to the story of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Did you see this? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> okay, so I bought Sonic Origins because I'm sick in the head and I have to own all the Sonic games like seven times. And don't buy it, by the way, because it doesn't have a rewind feature, which like in a modern collection, like oh, why wouldn't you have that? Gross. But anyway, so I'm playing through Sonic 1, 2, 3, etc. on Sonic Origins. And this there's this quote unquote story mode but all the story mode is, is that it puts like a little like cartoon cutscene at the beginning of like Sonic 1, beginning of Sonic, et cetera, et cetera, which apparently like contradicts things told in the instruction manual of the original games, right? So there's this glaring contradiction, up is down, left is right. Who's to say what's, you know, right in the world anymore because they don't line up and what is canon? So this person's very upset about it um, and does this whole introduction and then only writes one chapter and then gives up on it. So kudos to them. I love classic. the effort. That's classic. Um, so yeah, what would our fan fiction be? Dondo, you kind of you kind of touched upon yours. Yeah, I, I'm I'm doubling down on um, you know, slice of life uh cartoon where he is just basically working some sort of job to pay off his um, massive amount of debt that he's acquired from spending time at the casino. Maybe maybe some self-reflection there where he's he's uh, looking upon his past critically and, and maybe some self-improvement. Okay. All right. I like it. Uh, what's yours, Aaron? Um, each of the Chaos Emeralds has a spirit living inside of it and they have to befriend all of them. <laughs> it's just uh, off the top of my head. So I'm I'm not this isn't my original one, but I'll take yours and I'll say that each one of them has an evil like uh, uh, like dark spirit living inside them and they just possess whoever owns them. And then they have to like team up with Eggman to like stop um, like Tails becomes possessed. It's like Exorcist, but Sonic. Love it. Um, but no, my, my actual fan fiction is Sonic plays his own game and he's terrible at it. <laughs> and he hates it yeah it's too yeah. fast for him <laughs> fair enough so yeah all right i think that was sonic the hedgehog 2 it really was i think we did it yeah um well before we talk about what we've been getting up to this week uh we should thank you dondo for yeah. our guest yeah and yeah. we'll thank you again yeah inevitably yes <laughs> i hope so. i hope so it's always awesome hanging out with you guys and uh and talking about um some of the, the games and stuff that we love so thank you for having me no problem absolutely um and what have you been up to lately um and so i i'm actually playing uh super mario or paper mario thousand year door right now so i um uh, this is the first time i've ever played it it's like a glaring omission in my backlog um and i fucking love it i uh i think it is like a masterpiece of charm and like everything um you know that that makes that like charming nin- nintendo kind of vibe it's just like peak 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 that I think it's so funny. The writing's incredible. Um, I, I think it's probably the second best 
uh, Nintendo RPG ever made. Wow. Okay. Nice. Um, what what made you decide to jump in now and not wait for the remaster? Um, so a group of my friends, including Jimmy, all decided to get together at the beginning of this year and assign games that we have played that some of our friends maybe haven't played. They're a part of our backlog. And then basically the assignment was to at some point in time finish those games before the end of the year. So um, I got assigned uh, Hollow Knight and Thousand Year Door and then something that TBD. TBD. Don't really yeah. know what it is. But um, so I had never really played any of the Paper Marios, but I'm such a huge Mario RPG fan um, that so when this game was assigned to me, I was definitely interested. But I like it way more than I was anticipating. It is awesome. It is just so fun and uh, and so funny and charming. Nice. nice. James, what have you uh, been up to? Uh, caught up on One Piece, Aaron. I'll have a separate conversation with you about how I'm actually now very seriously considering reading the manga and okay. just getting getting ahead of the anime. I'll still watch the anime, but I'm thinking about reading the manga. Um, I went scorched earth on Mario Wonder in like eight days, beat that completely. You know, you know me, every single thing in the game, got it all. Um, <laughs> and then I beat Metal Gear Solid, my replay of Metal Gear Solid, um, this morning, uh, and then I started a new game immediately. It's like super, <laughs> it's such a fast game. Like I got like ha- almost halfway through the game in an hour, just skipping all the cutscenes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's really fun. Um, I have been savoring Super Mario Wonder, so I haven't gone scorched earth on it. I am having quite a lot of fun with it. I uh, was not sold on it at first. I thought it was a little too close to the old 2D Super Mario games. And it was too easy too. Too easy. Yes. I mean, the game overall was kind of too easy. So my major yeah but i will say the wonder effects and some of the wonder seed things um are pretty brilliant and i love them yeah um other than that been watching some dexter new blood and um and yeah pretty much it should we tell ben mendelson to fuck himself and obligatory (laughs) grinch reference (laughs) i say i say yeah thanks again dondo thank you yeah i appreciate it guys happy happy to be here